Welcome to the Bull and Bear Show with Michael McGuire of McGuire Retirement Solutions. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Michael provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. So listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieve your retirement goals. And now, here to help you with your financial questions is Michael McGuire. Hello and welcome back to the Bull and Bear Show. I'm glad that you're with us this week. My name is Michael McGuire. I am your show host and I'm also the owner and CEO of McGuire Capital and McGuire Retirement Solutions. Each and every week I try to pick a topic that I think the listeners uh, that are thinking about retirement in the future would like to hear. And today's uh, show is no different. Today's show is going to be questions that I want you to think about writing down and that you might ask somebody that you're going to interview to be your financial advisor. So I got that uh, idea from an article that I read, and I think you know regular list- listeners to my program will will know how important it is and what we talk about most of the time of picking the right person. You know, you want somebody that you're going to really get to know, and you're going to like them, and you're going to trust them. And uh, so, an interesting article I read over the weekend that uh of last week that i felt like hey that'd be a great show topic so uh, you know i think recognizing um these 10 questions and the answers that you're going to receive and that will make a big determination for you on who you're going to pick but before we get too far into it i want to uh introduce to you my co-host who each and every week uh helps me out on the show and uh this week is no different and that is dr Tony Shore. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> enough, enough, enough. The doctor is in. <laughs> wow, you're a real doctor? I just stopped by to say that you're not a real doctor. You're not the whole I'm a doctor routine again. All right, I'm not a real doctor, but I play one on the radio. Um, but, you, but Michael, you are a real financial advisor. And so this is a great show. You always have some great financial advice for us. Yeah. We were talking before the show. I know you said that because I told you my radio name back in the eighties was <laughs> Dr. Tony Shore, kind of like Dr. Johnny Fever or Dr. Demento. So, uh, it was just a radio name folks. I am not an actual doctor, but, um, <laughs> it was fun. It was fun while it lasted my 15 minutes of fame in the eighties. Of course, uh, that fame led me to be able to work with uh, legends of finance like Michael McGuire. So I love doing the show with you each week, Michael, and um, it's great to be here. We're going to have a fun one today. I really, really am looking forward to this because it's interesting. People don't know about what to ask a financial advisor or how to choose the right one. Um, I'm not going to name names Michael McGuire, but I happen to know a really good one. Um, but Michael uh, I've had a good week. You know, last weekend, uh, the weather was good enough. I got out and actually knocked some things off of that list, uh, my to-do list, which just has been building up. And I don't know why. I've been kind of uh, a bit, you know, just working. But uh, just when I'm at home, I haven't felt like doing things. And now I'm having to kick it into gear, but it feels good. Uh, when you get to check something off that to-do list, that, that's nothing like that feeling of like, 
wow, I completed like three major projects today. And so I was feeling pretty good about myself this past weekend. And this week, of course, I've been busy with work and been looking forward to the show. How about you, Michael? What have you been up to? Oh, super busy week with the kids. And uh, it was a great weekend. We had in Norman, Oklahoma, we had a track tournament, track meet, I guess is the proper language, our very first one. You know, my seventh grader, Beck, um, is really getting into track and he loves long distance. So he represented Westmore. And there was, I think, 12 to 15. Uh, junior highs represented so that place was packed and it was a beautiful beautiful sunny day and so Beck did a great job he he ran the uh, 1600 meter and the 3200 meter and came in fifth in the 3200 meter and uh, seventh in the uh, and I I mean with a in the uh, 1600 meter and with a pack field it it was crazy when they um started so the pretty two good mile. to make the top 10 that's really good yeah for his first time ever and get this running that two mile that was the first time in his life he'd ever ran two miles they they hadn't oh, even practiced oh, for kidding. that no you're kidding me no 28 kids lined up oh no and, and there <laughs> they the go same time yes at oh, the same time you know that's, that's crazy that's eight full laps around and so proud of him um he did great he's he's fast as well but he's got great endurance and and uh anyway must have. It, it was it was really yeah he does not take after his father that i i, I don't uh, how even, many laps it, it's eight laps around it's two miles and two uh, miles yep 1600 meters yeah. and and you know his times I, were, i'm were winded great. after two feet what, oh hey what, i get i get winded going down to the concession stand from the bleachers <laughs> so you know but no super proud of him what it was a, it was it was a fun time and uh his grandparents got to be there and uh so lots of fun then we leave that event and we head to tulsa because the state of oklahoma the state uh gymnastics meet took place sunday and my daughter as you know is a competitive gymnast she's a level oh, yeah. seven and wow. tony she came in fifth overall in the whole state oh and wow. yeah in her first time now to be invited she's 11 years old and she's invited now to regionals and that'll take place in aurora colorado where she'll be competing against the 530 of the best level sevens in the united states they'll all be there oh my and goodness so it's her first shot at uh probably some colleges taking a notice even at 11 years old taking there a you notice go. yeah so uh man we just we had a great weekend and my kids i'm so blessed they root each other on they're 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 two years apart and it it really is hey not not you know they do fight like brothers and sisters do but they are really awesome uh they're they're each other's best cheerleaders so that's good you got to be a proud you're a proud papa aren't you absolutely so you know that is um that that's to me uh is the true meaning of life is is family yeah. and friends and, family and, and friends yep. you know and and what we try to do developing these uh retirement relationships i i know you know i know what's what is really important in life and and to have some independence some financial freedom where you can go visit the grandkids and go um uh enjoy life and so yeah. today today's show is going to help our listeners kind of hone down the questions that are that are very important if you're listening to yeah. me and you do not have a financial advisor and you're in your 20s you're in your 30s 40s 
40s, 50s. I don't care what stage you're you're in your 80s. Uh, you're unhappy with the advisor you have now or you're you're for the first time think I need to get serious about this. Uh, an article that I read actually came from an investopedia. In it was a great little article. It says 10 questions to ask your financial advisor about retirement. And, and Tony, I'm just going to, today's show is going to be just talking a lot about those 10 questions and questions about retirement. Hey, what do you want? Financial advice. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> so, the article went on. It explained really that a good place to start is, uh, you know, is the interview process. So whether sure. it's retirement income or insurance products or a combination of both, you need to get a clear picture of before you choose an advisor of what they do in, in the way they feel uh, their philosophy on investing. So, um, Basically, you can do lots of things. You can get on the internet. You can start searching for financial professionals that live in your area to kind of get an idea of of who's out there for you. Uh, I'd encourage you then to check out their website. You're looking to see are they polished, professional? Is it somebody that uh, how long they've been in business? And you're going to try to get an idea uh, talking to your friends and your family, coworkers who maybe who they use. I want you to see if they have a social media presence. Um, those are things that are just really basic. But finally, once you've kind of narrowed that down, you need to start having those meetings. And then I want to equip you with what to ask in those meetings with today's show. Yeah, I think that's going to be great. And, you know, it's funny, you mentioned earlier, I have to mention this, you said uh, that you feel uh, the most important things in life are, are family and friends. And I know that's how you view your clients. Uh, many of them, uh, that's your family. Uh, you know, even though it's your job, you love it and yep. you love working with your clients and they're, uh, that's a family of yours and friends of yours. So I think that's great. But you're right. It is important to know what questions to ask a financial advisor uh, when you're trying to pick one. And, and so uh, what, what's one of the first questions? What's an important question we need to be asking? You know, I think right off the bat, when, when you're, you're going to sit down with that uh, professional, financial professional, I want you to ask them, you know, what do you like most about your job? Kind of put that question on them. And it's simple, but it's a powerful question because, you know, after all, you want to work with somebody um, that you're going to trust your future to that is still passionate about what they do. You know, I don't want to ask that question and have somebody say, oh, it's horrible and and go on why they don't like it. Because in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, how long are they going to be around? You know, so I want that first question to just just ask that simply, you know, tell me about what you like about your job. And I think uh, if you see them getting excited, if they're animated, uh, when they start talking about it, when 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 they start talking about, you know, from taxes to wealth management, health care costs, I want you to see them making eye contact with you. I want you to see them smiling. I want you to see their true personality because this is somebody that you're going to be hiring to take care of not just you, your entire family, you know, your spouse, your children, your grandchildren, because the right man or woman for this job is going to really get to know you. So I want it to be somebody that you can uh, have that level of comfort with. So 
just pay attention to those things. You know, the worst thing you can see is somebody slumping down that doesn't have any excitement in their voice in that, you know, is looking at their phone. I mean, yeah, you don't need to go on with the next nine questions. That's it's exit point at that time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If they're not paying t- attention or they're, they're look, checking their phone, uh, your financial future should be more important than their, you know, uh, fo- cell phone at that time or checking their Facebook page. So, uh, that's a, that's a really important point. So what's another question? But that's a good that was an unexpected one. What do you like about your job? I bet not a lot of financial uh, planners and, and experts get that question. So that's a good one. What's the next question we should probably be asked? I think the next important question is which services do you provide for your clients? Now, in this question, you're probing to find out what they do. And I'll tell you, you're really probing when you ask that question, they're not ready for that question. Um, you're going to, you're going to, I want you to pay attention to what they tell you first. And I want you to, uh, when you go in this meeting, I should have said, it'd be great if you just brought a notebook pad and, and, and kind of write these things down as they tell you. So, you know, which services do you provide your clients? This is essential. It's the nuts and bolts of what they do. So I think, um, most folks, uh, financial service professionals, need to be ready for that question though if they if they really love what they do uh, it's going to help you determine how much um, you need for retirement so they need to they need to to be able to hear what what's important to you to hear about your needs and and hone in on what you really need for retirement and uh, they need to be able to have the ability to get you tools that are going to match your risk tolerance. You know, if you walk into my firm and interviewed me, uh, one of the things that we're going to have you do is is take a risk tolerance short questionnaire. But that is going to allow me to know what keeps you up at night and allow me to know, uh, you know, how much fear you have about the market and how conservative you are. And that's going to help direct me because at the end of the day, um, Somebody can give you the best advice in the world, and if you're just not having it, you know, somebody is trying to tell you 10 years ago to buy Apple, but you're just not a, a stock person. You're just, you just can't handle that level of risk so that you would never would stay in it anyway. Well, well then I'm, I'm not helping you. I need to steer and direct you, um, you know, into things that make you not, not to say in things that make you feel where you can sleep at night, not to say that we won't introduce you to growth if you're, uh, but, but we need to be mindful. We shouldn't be showing you a hundred percent growth account if that's not who you are and it's not appropriate, you know, for your stage in life. Uh, I think also you need to see if explore with them if they have any idea in their practice or do some long-term care type planning. I want you to know, uh, if they answer, well, we, you know, we help people, uh, take advantage of, uh, uh, tax deferred and tax free investment options. You know, you want to know if that advisor um, is more than a salesperson. You you want to know if they really are truly a professional that is not selling you what they've been told to sell you. You know that you want to make sure they get the full picture. And in the yeah. full picture, Tony is knowing knowing not only your asset management side, but your debt side, help helping you, 
um, to understand the importance of getting your debt under control, what kind of interest rates you're paying on and where to put your money. If you're in a high income bracket, then they need to be uh, making you aware of all the investments that will help you come April 15th, come tax time, you know, to save money, uh, especially when you hit retirement. So a uh, long-winded answer for the second question that I want you to ask, but but that is, that's a really important question. Yeah, and they may want to ask just in specifically, even as a separate question, uh, do you have, well, how do you feel about uh, tax strategies in retirement? Is that something you can help us plan for? And how does that work? You know, ask them about, uh, you know, their retirement income and tax strategy, because you have to have one. We've talked about that on the show before. And I know that, Michael, because you've told us that. And I think that's really important. Now, I want to go back to something you mentioned there at the beginning of that question. You said, you know, something I should have mentioned, have a pencil and paper. Well, I think it's smart and it doesn't make you look um, bad. In fact, it, it's impressive. Go in with a list of these questions so you don't forget a question. Jot down the questions you want to ask and have a notebook with the questions on it and make notes on their answers because uh, you don't want to forget an important question and all the questions, Michael, that you're giving us today are important. Plus, they may have additional questions uh, that you know fit their unique circumstances that we're not going to get to on the show today. So I, I like that that you mentioned bring a pen or a pencil and a notebook and make sure you have your questions written down ahead of time. I mean, you don't have to act like you're reading from a script. You look down and just check them off as you go. Uh, there's nothing wrong with doing that. And I think, in fact, it's your financial future that's at stake. It's your money. And it, it, it's such a big, huge, important part of your life, uh, especially as you save for retirement or for family. Uh, it's just in healthcare. It's so important that you don't want to forget to ask something you want to know. So have it written down. I, I really like that. And and I like to think of, of yourself, Michael, as a really good coach. And you should look at a financial services professional like that. I mean, they're there to give you help, guidance, and the occasional pep talk too, right? I, I love that um, that perspective. Absolutely. That you know, I, I view myself as a coach, and um, so you're right. That that article that I read it continues, Tony. And I think the next question is a good one, and it's it's basically, um, what are your qualifications? And if you don't mind, tell me w what that means. What you know? Do you have a, a CFP? Are you a fiduciary? Are you how many years you've been in the business? So you can so just what certifications do you have? Yeah, simply that's it. What 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 certifications do you have or hold? And and what qualifications do you have, like experience and things? Yep. And then you, you be quiet for a minute. You let them let them uh let them speak. And what you're really trying to do is to well, you, honestly, you're judging them on their knowledge and it may be somebody brand new in the business and um, they don't have life experience helping people and, but they do hold a, a certified financial planner's license. And that gives you a little bit of knowledge to know that, that uh, they have, they have some training and uh, it's important that I think that you're dealing with somebody that, um, 
Well, if you're dealing with me, you're dealing with somebody that has three decades, over 30 years of uh, giving financial advice and actually helping people manage uh, for their retirement, both before and during and in retirement. So um, I, it's so important to to be dealing with somebody that is not a fly-by-nighter. It's not somebody that is here today and gone tomorrow because you're going to make such a commitment and connection with your advisor that you're not going to want to let them go if they're doing their job correctly. Um, and, and you certainly don't want to be the person that is their training. You know, you, you don't want them to train on you. You want to be able to to feel confident in the advice that's being given to you, that it's proven, that they have a track record. So I, I really, in this article, uh, another very key, uh, key point. And I would just point, uh, you know, point blank, ask them along with, you know, what are your certifications? What, what are your qualifications? But how many years have you been in the business? Well, yeah, there you go. That's a great question. Uh, I, yeah, obviously that's an obvious one, but you, you want to remember to ask that. Ask about designations and, and qualifications, how many years you've been in the business. Really important stuff. Now, we should probably take a quick break here, Michael, to let our listeners out there know how they can get a hold of you to sit down with you and ask you these questions. Well, let's let's start by checking out my website. Let's go to McGuire cap.com and that is m-c-g-u-i-r-e-c-a-p.com and there you can actually um, see exactly where our firm is located in beautiful bethany oklahoma you can see a picture of that both inside and out you can see uh, myself along with the other advisors on staff with me um, and you can also get a real feel for our philosophy and who we are so that's the first step hey and if you're listening today and you you really would like to talk to me you can always reach me at 405 760 five, eight, six, three. And yes, I do answer my phone on the weekends. And I know you're hearing the show, uh, most likely on Saturday and, uh, feel free to reach out to me either during the show or after. All right. Well, thank you, Michael and listeners stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of the bull and bear show with our host, Michael McGuire, right after this. Do you feel like you need help navigating your retirement? Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on the future of U.S. taxation, Social Security, New Generation Retirement Planning System, and the Generational Vault. Receive your Retirement Toolkit for McGuire Capital by visiting McGuireCap.com or calling us at 405-760-5863. Welcome back to the Bull and Bear Show. My name is Michael McGuire and I'm your host each and every week. And Tony Shore is with us as my co-host. My companies, once again, are McGuire Capital and McGuire Retirement Solutions. And you can find us on the website at McGuireCap.com. Com. And during today's show, we've been talking about, I think, an excellent topic on what you need to do to uh, interview and ultimately hire a financial professional. So it's really the top 10 questions to do that. So the first segment, we went over several of those. And uh, Tony, this second segment is going to be no different. We're going to finish that list up. Well, yeah, it's been a really informative episode so far, Michael. What do you have for us first in this segment? What's the next question? 
All right. The next question up is, are you a fiduciary? Kind of hit on it on the last segment. Very important term. And you really want them to say yes to this for you. And I'll tell you why. In simplest terms, fiduciary duty is a legal term that means your financial service professional is duty bound to act in your best interest. You know, what this essentially means is that they are going to steer you towards financial tools that work best for you. And that is, my friends, is very important because if they're not a fiduciary, you must question, are they working for their firm and not you? Because uh, when commissions are involved, fees are involved, you need to find out loyalty. And um, ultimately, I want that answer to be, yes, I'm a fiduciary. And I think there's nothing wrong at all to, to make a living being a fiduciary and make a living giving financial advice. You want, uh, you know, you know that, uh, nobody, nobody does anything in this world for free, but if I'm paying you, then you better have my best interest at heart. And so, so important to ask that question and to get a yes with that answer. And, uh, I have, uh, I have, uh, many, many, many years of looking at statements from surrendering advisors and firms that are people that are coming over to me. And I, it never ceases to amaze me um, when I look that, that there are investments in there that are just not appropriate. And I wonder, wow, did they get paid more for doing that? And so so I love I love the fact that uh, in today's world, it's highly competitive. You know, you, you can't hit seek without finding somebody like me on your radio dial, you know, uh, giving you financial advice or wanting your business. Well, the, uh, I hope that, um, that you do listen to other people besides me. And I hope that you end up interviewing me and I think you'll come across knowing that we are fiduciaries and we also are uh, a firm that is built on, um, you know, values and, one of the biggest values is I want I want my clients to truly, uh, like you said earlier, become friends where I get to know and have a vested interest in your family. Now, your family may consist of you and your spouse. It may be you and siblings, but whatever that is, I'll get to know you. And you can't help but treat somebody better. Uh, it, it, when, when you're vested in their lives, you know, often I, I try to, uh, if my clients are on Facebook and they want, I want them to be friends with me on there. It helps them, helps me see their family and what's important to them, helps them see my family and what's important to me. So, um, I love the fact that that question, uh, is, is really key for you and it's simple. It's a yes or no. Well, yeah, there you go. And that is a yes or no. So that's that's really good. And, you know, when you talk about asking somebody if they're a fiduciary, it also means that they're, they are uh, audited on that. They're actually, they have to go through uh, and prove that they're making the best decisions that are in the their client's best interest. So uh, you're held to that standard. And I think that's really important to note. Uh, that's a good question to ask. And that's a great uh, breakdown once again. So uh, what's next? What's the next question you've got for us? 
I think the next question is another powerful one, and it's how will you be compensated? So that question, it fits right in with what we've been talking about. Uh, it's a kind of question that you should get an open and honest answer from. There's no reason to let compensation be the elephant in the room, or in this case, uh, the elephant in the financial service professional's uh, office. You know, bear in mind that you shouldn't automatically reject that financial advisor uh, because they're the most expensive you've talked to. You um, very well might be getting the best service you can get. And uh, I know for my firm and me, we we try to be very reasonable um, with with what our clients do and in in uh, what we charge. We charge we're a, a McGuire Capital is a fee only firm that uh, never charges a commission. And uh, so when you're a McGuire Capital um, a client, then you're not going to see commissions uh, and charges. Um, you're only going to pay us for our advice. So it's important to know and ask up front, okay, what is your fee? Is your fee a half percent, one percent, uh, one and a quarter, one and a half? You know, those are the questions you want to know. And they should be able to tell you that right away. And so, hey, if your account's under this value, then you get charged that. If your account's over this value, then our fee is this. And so, have them be honest and upfront. If they're like my firm where we wear two hats, the one hat is is on the um, advisory side and the other hat is on the insurance side. On the insurance side of the table, your advisor should tell you, I get paid a commission if you buy this life insurance policy. Um, you're not having to write a check for the commission, but that insurance company is, so therefore I am getting paid that way. So you want honest answers and you want somebody um, – ultimately they are going to be able to take care of all your needs. You know, I listen to, um, I listen to other advertisements about, uh, financial advice and some people can only, um, use insurance. And I, I, I personally think that, that if you hire somebody that that's all they can do, then you're messing out. You know, you got to realize that, um, some risk products are great. You know, equities can be great depending on your stage of life and what you need. Um, some absolutely no risk due to the market investments can also be great, but you want an advisor that can give you advice, look you in the eye and tell you what they get paid for both and, and, and then accommodate your specific needs. You know, typically we talk about this in other shows when you're the younger you are, the more risk you should be. Uh, if your risk tolerance says that you can handle it, you should be because it's time to make money. That's our accumulation, uh, philosophy and phase. And as we get older, guess what? We, you need to have an advisor that understands income phase that understands it's time to, to put, put, put not more risk on, but less to shift assets over to things that you're not worried about the stock market in that you're more worried at that point in your life because the paycheck stopped, you need to get, you know, a check in the mail to live on. And so very important that you're dealing with an advisor that understands both sides of that equation, accumulation, where you're putting money in and you're saving and you want it to grow. And then the distribution phase, the income phase, when you're having to pull money out to live. And I'm going to tell you, you better have your money spread among both fences. If the person you're talking to can only offer you one 
or the other, then you're doing yourself a disservice. Yeah, you definitely are. So that's another great point. I, I, I'm glad you addressed that. And you have to really be, I, I like how you're transparent about it. And to me, um, I think financial service professionals like yourself are going to be very impressed if you come at them with a list of good questions like this during your first meeting. I think they're going to ID you as somebody they're excited to work with, right? I hope they do. You know, um, I want to work with people that, that, um, you know, that get it, that understand yeah, exactly. and this, this, and, and, and if, and if I'm, I'm dealing with young people that hadn't had an opportunity to get it and understand it, then I'm going to, I'm going to train them, teach them, be their coach on, um, on, on what to do and what to be looking out for. You know, Tony, part of, of our passion is, helping, helping young investors. Now, most advisors, they don't want anything to do with that. Cause guess what? They're broke. They have no money, <laughs> but, 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 you know, they soon will. And, uh, and it's, it's, it also is kind of a satisfaction of giving back and, and helping. So if I've got a client and they have a grandchild or a young child and, and they really are eager and interested in learning and want to understand business, man, we love that because so many kids today, um, you know, don't really have an interest until way later in life. And sometimes much later in life. And it's just harder to hit that retirement goal when you start long, you know, out longer, but don't get discouraged. If you're listening to me and you haven't started, it's never too late. Just, just pick up the phone and give us a call and let us help you start. So, uh, I think the next question, uh, that article read that it was good is does your, does your firm hold my money in investment? So you're asking them, you know, when I write you a check for your, for, for my, uh, investment assets, who is holding that check? So I'll use my firm. You're not going to make that check out to McGuire capital. You're going to make it out to the custodian who's actually holding those assets. And that's, who's providing you with the statement. And in my case, it's Charles Schwab. It could be fidelity. It could be, there's many financial institutions that act as custodians for, uh, registered investment advisory firms. So though that's where, so you want to ask that who's your custodian because you want to have, um, the ability, my clients can, can, go directly to swab and see their account. So, so they know where their money is and that they get their statements. I am on their, their statement as their financial advisor. That is my role. And we do the, for you, uh, with my firm, we, we do the picking and choosing and buying you, you're free to, to obviously it's your money to, to do that yourself. You can get online and do it. You can just use me exclusively to do that, but I'm giving you advice and, and hopefully you are making money on that advice and protecting, um, your principal and your assets and your gains by having an advisor. That's going to give you solid, good advice. The nature of investing in equities, which is investing in stocks, uh, is it's up and down. And so you need somebody seasoned that understands the difference between a small cap, large cap, uh, a core holding, a, a growth 
versus a value. Those are terms that when you work with me, you, you, you'll get, you'll understand. Um, but, but it's shocking to me how many times the people giving the advice don't understand. You know, there's fundamental research, there's tech, uh, people that just trade based on the charts and, uh, technical analysis. And, um, we kind of use a combination of both. I'm a strong fundamental guy, but, but I know how to read a chart. And, uh, a lot of advisors I know in our world, do not do the stock picking and the mutual fund picking the, the right. bond picking themselves. They go to a third party. Uh, w- our firm is more hands-on. We, we, uh, there is nobody to blame, but us. And we, <laughs> we, we put that on our shoulders with pride because, um, we've been at it a long time and we know how to, how, how to look at a portfolio and I don't need to rely on somebody that I can't, um, you know, I, I, if a client comes in to me and I put your money off with somebody in New York, uh, and that truthfully, I've never known them and never seen them. And you certainly have never known or seen them. And what vested interest do they have in you? None, none. But you walk in and put your money with me and I allocate your money among different asset groups. And I actually am the one that's doing the picking and choosing. Guess what? I'm accountable to you. You, you walk in to see me. It's me and you eyeball to eyeball. And, uh, I love that because I feel like we're that good. And, um, so I love that you're going to, I had recently Tony, um, I guess it's been two weeks ago, had a new client come in from the radio show and they said, Mike, I have never, ever in 15 years working with the the other advisor that we were taking the money, bringing over to me, had somebody explain to me what was going on. I appreciate this because not only did I go over and show them like I do with all my clients, I actually bought and, and explained to them as I was buying that process so that they can see it and, and know it and, and know what we do. So still have that passion. I have that love for what we do. And, and so that's what this interview process is to, to find that out. Right. So, and that leads into, you should ask uh, the next question on the list is what's your investment philosophy? Yes. And, and and you've basically been giving us that. And I think that's really, really important. And, you know, we've, we've talked about, I I know that a lot of people out there, um, you know, surveys that we've talked about on past shows indicate that a lack of consistent communication is one of the biggest complaints people have about their financial service professionals. Uh, does, what do you have to say about that? That's excellent, Tony. That leads into the next question actually on the list, which is how will you touch base with me, you know, about my investments? And so that's a great question to ask, you know, what is your process? And I, I think that, um, for many people quarterly is, is and that to me is the bare minimum is, is to, uh, have a phone call quarterly or to, um, have a one-on-one quarterly, you've got people that, that feel more comfortable monthly. You got people that every six months, but it's important that I think that your advisor will tailor to you, will tailor that, that to, to you. And at the bare minimum touch base with you quarterly, but to give you for your comfort level, especially in volatile markets, when the market's going crazy, 
you need to be hearing from your advisor more often. And uh, that is important to know. So how will you touch base with me? And so a great question and also one that sets up that relationship so that you know what to expect. Right. And, and that's, that's right. And knowing what to expect is good. And I think talking about what questions to ask and hearing your thoughts on that, uh, Michael, is really helpful for our listeners out there to know what to expect uh, in that first uh, consultation uh, when they come in to talk. Absolutely. So, uh, I think setting up, yeah, and setting your expectations for communications early in the relationship is probably the best play, right? Yep, absolutely. You so know, what's the next question? You know what's next? I, and when I read it, I said, bingo, we have that one down. And it's an important one. It's, you know, hey, what happens to my money if something were to happen to you? So you're asking that advisor, basically, um, what if they retire? Or what if they, God forbid, you know, unexpectedly die? And that is an important question because after all, you're going to invest years in your life savings uh, with a person because of their advice. And so I am a firm believer in um, having a legacy plan. So I plan on doing what I do until they will me out of there because I love it. And I can do it. I can do it. You know, I can we'll do be it. doing this show for, for another <laughs> 30, 40 years. Hey, least. you know, honestly, I, I just, I'm so blessed to love what I do. So, yeah. and I can, I can do what I do. It's not like I'm swinging a hammer. It's not like I'm, I'm working on a rig at night in the middle of the night, you know, and pulling seven days. It's not like I'm driving right. a truck. Uh, I can do it when I'm 80 on a screen. So I love, but, but what if something happened? We're all going to die. And so what if something happens to me? So my son, Jacob McGuire it, with my firm, who uh, is an unbelievable advisor. I'm so proud of Jacob. Over seven years now with the firm and, and giving advice. And Jacob uh, uh, will someday take over my clients. Uh, I hope that's when I'm 85 <laughs> and, and go, but Jacob's right there. And, <laughs> and uh, I, uh, I have uh, a, a, a full team, though. We have several sure. advisors that work for us. But my personal succession plan would be to have my son uh, at some point way down the road do that. But that, that gives peace. Uh, well, I've, I've had clients ask me this question that interviewed me in, in my answer because what they're thinking is um, – Maybe not for them. They may know that that I will be their advisor until they pass, but but they're thinking about their kids. You know, I'm 54 oh, yeah. years old, yep. and they're thinking about okay, when something does happen to Mike, um, you know, what are my kids going to do? Well, there's where I've got my 28 year old son in line to step up and and go. And and by the way, in the wings, I've got those two kids we talked about in the uh, beginning of the show, an 11 and 13 year old that yeah, you, you never know, know, they might I want them to do whatever they want to do. Too, but right? I, I, I right. certainly have been grooming them just like Jake. <laughs> well, you have so, a full staff there. You have other advisors you work uh, with we and do. your son to help run that company. So I think that's we do. fantastic to, to work at the firm there. And it is good to know that they have a, a succession plan. That's that's important. What's going to happen to your money should something happen to them? Well, uh, this has been a, an amazing conversation so far, uh, and you know that actual that question uh, that question 
probably wouldn't have occurred to me, Michael, to be honest, uh, to ask. So uh, what's another question that we should ask an advisor? Uh, you know, and, and Tony, with you saying that, that's true. A lot of people don't think about that. And it's important. Uh, the final question, um, is there anything that I forgot to ask you? That's what I want you to ask that advisor that you're interviewing. Is there anything that I've forgotten today to ask you? And then sit back and let them talk. And so that, uh, I love that because it puts it back on their back the f financial service firm professional that you're talking to, and it's going to allow you uh, to maybe learn. There there may be something they're thinking in the back of their mind, man, you should ask this, and they, they may tell you, and uh, or, or they're going to give you their best, their best uh, uh, presentation for themselves, selling themselves sure. to you. So I, I think that's important to do. Great show today. During the first couple of segments, you were talking about some of the most critical questions that we should take into a first meeting with a financial services professional like yourself, uh, especially if you're considering teaming up with them uh, or going into business with them uh, and having them do your financial advising. Uh, what do you have for us in this final segment? You know, Tony, I want to chat a little bit about what to expect in retirement. And uh, we're going to use this segment to kind of, I want to, you know, plant some seeds in you, some things that uh, it'll shock you this next one. Um, it, it's the expenses. Do you realize, oh, yeah. and, uh, it blew me away, Tony, you realize that the average couple that's going to retire at 65 will end up spending, now get this, somewhere in the ballpark of $280,000 on health care. On health care during their life, uh, that is a lot of money. Yeah, it's a lot of that's money. Re that's real money, even to you and I. Even to you and I. <laughs> it, it, it's, but seriously, that's crazy. $280,000. And I know you, uh, that's from a CNBC article, by the way, for, for those of you out there, uh, is they did a, a study and got that figure. And it's, I've heard that before. I've read that numerous places that it's, you know, between 250 and 300,000, 280,000 on just healthcare. Yeah. So it's so important to be working with somebody that's going to help you build a nest egg, uh, oh. up, you know, and, uh, you got to get with somebody that understands, again, what we talked about earlier, that understands the accumulation phase, that understands how to put your money to work for you, earning yeah. a good returns and uh, yeah. decent returns. And then somebody that knows how to put it where it's protected, where you can sleep at night. You've done it. You've built your, your retirement account up. Do not stay with somebody that, that only understands the risk side, that only understands accumulation. Because think how you'd feel in a major market meltdown watching your life savings get cut in half. You can't do that. So no, get, not, not no. in retirement. You can't afford. No, not when you're staring these costs that we're talking about. So, okay, back back to what we were talking about. Now you're in retirement. Um you know, when you hit 65 Medicare, you're going to become eligible for that. Okay. And that's great. But what's not so great is Medicare doesn't cover everything. You know, you're, you may be looking at dental care you need, vision care, long-term care service. Oh my goodness. Long-term care will frighten you to death when you, if you haven't experienced that yet with a loved one, uh, those costs are scary. 
And you've got to realize that, um, that yes, you're going to get some help at, at 65 using Medicare, but you might need, um, some, some supplementals to, to cover that dental and vision. And, uh, also, you know, when it comes down to it, the amount you pay for Medicare really looks at different factors. And some of those factors, Tony, are how much your income is there, whether or not you were late in your retirement, I mean, in your uh, enrollment fees. So whatever those additional services that you are going to need, uh, to purchase where they are, that's going to cost you. So you've got to be thinking about that. And the biggest takeaway, um, that I look at is, is Medicare, um, you know, what is your post 65 strategy? You know, uh, is it, it's important that you don't rely totally on some of these government programs. And because if that's, man, if that's all you have, uh, it, it makes for a tough retirement. Well, yeah, it, it really would. And I think it's important you mentioned that. I think a lot of people have misconceptions about Medicare, especially, and what it covers. And what's frustrating to me is, you know, I see it with my parents. I mean, myself as I get older, but especially with my parents and my mother-in-law who are getting older and even my, uh, grandpa my grandfather uh, who's still alive. When you start getting older, the things you need the most, usually dental care, vision and hearing and none of those are covered by medicare hearing aids correct. are not covered correct and vision is not covered by medicare and dental and what happens when you get older yeah. teeth yeah. teeth vision <laughs> and, and hearing start to go absolutely and, it, and you're going to need long-term care probably eventually i mean what do they say two out of every three people will need long-term yes. care. one out of every three and the the statistic uh Whichever it is, it's one of the two. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's a lot. I mean, uh, and it's more and more all the time. So Medicare does not cover those things. So you have to have a strategy in place. And I think that ties into what you said about making sure that your financial professional is looking at the big picture when it comes to retirement planning. Uh, and I think relying, you, you need to rely on Medicare and it's a great program. But obviously, you can't rely on it for everything, uh, so you need to have a strategy. So what's something else we should consider in retirement that we might not be thinking about? You know, uh, when you talk with me, we're going to talk about Social Security. It's a major sure. uh, part of anybody's retirement structure. So, you know, you can start, Tony, at 62, but is that the right thing to do? And that's what we're going to help you determine so that you know if your full retirement age uh, is is 68 or, or whatever we look at it and see what their their charts say then we're going to we're going to talk about things that that will help you make the best decision we're going to talk about your health we're going to talk about your family's life expectancies that you've seen are your parents still alive how long did your grandparents live um, those are all help, helpful factors in determining when you should start because every year that you delay, it's going to increase between six and 8% on that, what that paycheck's going to be. So those are important strategies that are so vital for you. And, you know, just to skip back one, back to, to long-term care, man, if you don't have a long-term care policy, that that literally you pay pennies on the what on the dollar if if you know you are one of the one in three that that have to go into a long 
long-term care facility and you're, you're staring down thousands and thousands a month, uh, that, that long-term care policy becomes pretty cheap. And, uh, so I think that's important. Yeah. Uh, at the very least have an advisor that will at least talk to you about it and show you, let you, you can, you can make the ultimate decision. Um, because the older you get, guess what? The higher it goes up because <laughs> yeah, there does. are more chances you're going to have to use it. So yep. anyway, that's, that's, that's what we're talking about. Those yeah, hidden I, things. Yeah. I think that's important to, we're out of time though. The show flew by. Wow. Is there anything else you want to add before we go? I'm just, Hey, I'm blessed that you're listening to me. I'm excited for your phone call. I want you to reach out to me. I want to put my book in your hand. I want you to start having the best chance you can have at a great retirement. And that starts with planning and it really starts with picking out that advisor. So I know there's many, many on the radio, every, every corner you go to, there's a, a financial advisor, but we're different. And I'm going to tell you, uh, so, you know, we truly are different. We believe in educating. We've been doing it for three decades and we still love what we do and we're going to explain for you to really have the knowledge whether it's having your money safe have your money growth just give us a call at 405-760-5863 god bless and we'll see you next week thank you for listening to the bull and bear show don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan for more information, please contact Michael McGuire at McGuire Retirement Solutions. Call 405-760-5863 or visit them online at mcguirecap.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by McGuire Capital Management, a registered investment advisor in the state of Oklahoma. Michael McGuire and McGuire Capital Management are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.